On the morning of July 14, 1789, a crowd of Parisian workers set out to attack the royal prison of the Bastille. Joined by deserting soldiers who brought cannons and ignored by royal army troops camped nearby, the crowds forced their way into the fortress by late afternoon, killing the governor and parading his head on a pike. That evening, King Louis XVI reportedly asked the Duc de la Rochefoucauld, Is this a revolt? To which the Duke replied, No, sire, it is a revolution. The Duke's answer was shaped by his awareness that the crowds of Paris were not simply demanding lower prices for bread, or the dismissal of an unpopular minister, or protesting the selfish luxury of the Queen, Marie Antoinette. They were acting in support of the National Assembly, led by the representatives of the Third Estate, or commoners, to the Estates General. Three weeks earlier, the Assembly had defied the King and declared that they, not the estates of the nobles or the clergy, were the true leaders of France. If they were supported by the people and the military defected to join them, the old social and political order of France would be over. Two great visions shape our views of revolution. One is the heroic vision of revolution. In this view, downtrodden masses are raised up by leaders who guide them in overthrowing unjust rulers, enabling the people to gain their freedom and dignity. Though revolutions are violent, this is necessary to destroy the old regime and vanquish its supporters, the birth pangs of a new order that will provide social justice. This ideal, rooted in Greek and Roman traditions of the founding of republics, was promoted by defenders of the American and French revolutions, such as Thomas Paine and Jules Michelet. It was later given modern form as a theory of the inevitable triumph of the poor over the rich by Karl Marx, Vladimir Lenin, Mao Zedong, and their followers. Yet there is a second, opposing vision that revolutions are eruptions of popular anger that produce chaos. In this view, however well-meaning, Reformers who unleash the mob find the masses demanding blood and creating waves of violence that destroy even the revolutionary leaders. Chasing unrealistic visions and their own glory, revolutionary leaders lay waste to civilized society and bring unwarranted death and destruction. This view was promoted by English critics who feared the excesses of the French Revolution, from Edmund Burke and Thomas Carlyle to Charles Dickens. It was later taken up by critics of the Russian and Chinese revolutions who emphasized the human costs of the transformations pursued by Stalin and Mao. In reality, the history of revolution reveals both faces. Actual revolutions are enormously varied. Some are nonviolent, whereas others produce bloody civil wars. Some have produced democracies and greater liberty, whereas others have produced brutal dictatorships. Today, political leaders are less concerned with the contending myths of revolution than with understanding why revolutions occur and how they evolve. Revolutions erupting in unexpected places, in Iran and Nicaragua in 1979, in the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe in 1989 to 1991, and across the Arab world in 2011, have not only come as shocks to rulers, 
but have unsettled the international order.